Welcome, everyone, to Krypton to Alderaan, the podcast that will be with you always. I like it. <laughs> Classic. I'm Joey, and with me, I guess, as always, is Royce. Hi, podcast. And Robin. Hi. Hello. Hello. If you'd like to reach out, we're at Krypton Alderaan on Twitter and Krypton to Alderaan at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-R-A-A-N. <laughs> Reach out. Let us know. All right, here we are. What I've been into this week, Lorelai and I watched the first episode of the Watchmen HBO show, and I really like it. I really, really like it. For those of you who don't know, it's a sequel to the comic book, not the... I don't know if I discussed that last week or whenever we were talking about it, but it's a sequel to the comic book, not the movie, and I think they do it very well. We're one episode in, and I really liked it. But it's not like your typical comic book. Like, Watchmen was not your sort of typical story, but this is very sort of race, racially heavy and, you know, thematic that way while also playing as a sequel to the comic book Watchmen. Does it feel like the movie, or is it a new... It doesn't feel like the movie. You wouldn't really... You could probably watch it and not really know other than there is one little clip in the beginning where there's like a news broadcast on a TV and it says sighting of Dr. Manhattan on Mars and you see him like building this structure on Mars and then he demolishes it. Throughout the show, there's like little bits of some television studio is making a documentary about the Minutemen who were the original heroes from Watchmen. So it's like an expose documentary type thing. And those are really the only two real connections. Besides, obviously, there's a big Rorschach thing, but they don't really like reference Rorschach himself. So that's all still like canon stuff then? It's not like it's... Yeah. The events that happened in the comic book happened in the past of this show. Yeah. It's just not directly related to the movie. Well, the movie ends very differently than the comic book ends. And hmm. the show incorporates that ending into the show. Okay, All right, so yeah. I'll just, like stop beating around the bush. In the movie, you've seen the movie. Yeah. Have you seen the movie? Okay, so in the movie, Ozymandias' thing is he unites the world against Dr. Manhattan, right? Like that's the thing. He's like, Manhattan's the threat. We can, right. like in order to, in order for peace to happen, they find a common enemy in Dr. Manhattan. That was like Ozymandias' evil plan all along, but he thinks it was a plan for good. In the book, Ozymandias tells the rulers of the world, mainly America and Russia, that there are extra-dimensional or alien beings that are sending this creature to Earth. Anyway, at the end of the book, this giant squid shows up and, like, destroys New York. And so there's a scene in the show, in the new show, where it's like, raining squids because Ozymandias genetically built this squid in a secret laboratory to set it loose so that the United States and the Soviet Union would find peace and unite against this threat. But he obviously like broke something because it's now raining squid in the show. (laughs) Yeah. And it's had like 30 years since, since the events of the comic book. Cool. So anyway, it's good. I enjoyed it. Sweet. I want to watch it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm in. What do you got, Royce? Okay, so over the last couple days, I have been watching Mortal Engines, Mm. the epic movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I wouldn't say I'm into it. It's pretty, it's so bad, man. It's one of those things where they cram a ton of information into the movie. It doesn't all land. There's a lot of stuff going on. So it's in some kind of like post-apocalyptic earth, a thousand years in the future, 
and the crust has been messed up, some kind of crazy weapon that humanity abuses, and it, it messes up the Earth's crust. So now there's all these cities on wheels. <laughs> it's crazy. Everything looks like very like steampunky, even though it's like the future, you know? They call it uh, municipal Darwinism. Mm. Like cities eat other cities, basically. Mm -hmm. And so like London is this big predator city and it's like- Is that what they think Darwinism is? Just I, things eating other things yes. and absorbing their power? The, may the best city win and uh -huh. evolve. So Kirby is a good example of Darwinism? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just having some Darwinism for lunch myself. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so anyway, London is just like this big predator city, eat smaller cities and the- president of London. I don't I don't know like what their deal is. The guy that's leading this rolling city of London mm -hmm. uh, is the bad guy of the story and he's killed the mother of the female protagonist and she's trying to murder him basically to get her revenge. Why didn't he just have the city eat her mother? Uh, yeah, no, nah, it's it's so wild. Just think <laughs> about like the visuals. I don't even know how to like describe the movie, but that's one part of it. Picturing uh, cities on wheels with mouths. Yeah, no, that's literally what it is. I want to see the pitch meeting for that 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 question he would just go because yeah no pretty much <laughs> the the opening scene is london eating a smaller city and it's pretty cool it goes downhill very quickly from there as they develop more story and you're like this is not, not that, that great isn't that what they show in the trailer yeah, like, the, here comes London. The scene from the trailer is the first couple minutes of the movie, which is interesting. You're like, what's going on here? There's a whole backstory of like how humanity messed up Earth. And now they're like collecting old, they call it old tech. They like find something. They're like, oh, it's old tech. And that's like a cool it's like, thing. Dude, that's a straw. And well, so yeah, <laughs> they, they like uh, romanticize toasters. They're like, that's a really nice toaster. That's gross. London has a don't museum. Have a romantic relationship with a toaster. Or do, you know. As long as it's want. not plugged in. Yeah. London has a museum and they're like chasing after city and things are falling off the walls and they're like, oh no, not the American deities. And they pan out and it's the minions. This sounds terrible. So the main female protagonist, after her mother is murdered by this like London bad guy leader, she's raised by a zombie Terminator, basically. Part of this like history before the apocalypse that there were like people that turned into robots that were like evil robots. And she's raised by this evil robot, which they just kind of throw out there. Um, and it's actually like the best part of the movie. You find out this evil robot's got kind of a soul and he like cares for the uh, protagonist. But that's like a whole other part of the story. So weird. <laughs> and uh, so there's these mobile cities on wheels. They're called the traction cities or something. But then there's also an anti-traction part of Earth in Asia where there are no mobile cities, where people still live in regular non-mobile cities. What a concept, <laughs> this movie. Uh, and so at the end, London's trying to like break into the non-mobile cities. There's like a giant wall of garbage or whatever of like old tech. They call it the shield wall. It sounds great. Actually, it sounds <laughs> like listening to you describe it sounds a lot like how I perceived me trying to explain Crisis on Infinite Earths. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, there's just a lot of stuff going on. So I don't know. It's not that great. So I wouldn't say I'm into it and sorry for, for wasting the podcast. Time. <laughs> <laughs> but... It looks really cool and the backstory is cool. Maybe read the book if any of that sounded interesting. I'm sure the book is better because it's just, there's so much going on. Just like Crisis on Infinite Earth. Like, just just read the book. Yeah. Hashtag book maybe read better. the book. Great. And that's what I've been into. What do you got, Robin? Speaking of books, <laughs> uh, I'm into books this week specifically. Great. The end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not, it's going to be a pretty short one anyway, but... Uh, I got Pet Cemetery, mm -hmm. and I'm only 20 or 30 or so pages in. But so far, I like it, and I'm excited to read my first Stephen King book. So that's what I'm into. Cool. 
I like Stephen King a lot for yeah. a lot of his books. I'm hoping it's really good and that I'll want to read more of his books. Yeah, I think you will. Or also, I uh, want to watch the, the Langoliers again. <laughs> no one has ever said that those words in that order in the history of well, <laughs> since, since that movie was made. <laughs> okay, all right. So, guess what, everyone? What? What? No one tweeted at us or emailed in. No, so no announcements this week? With a response to my thing last week about giving them Crisis on Infinite Earths. But last week, I asked both of you what comics comics books yous would like to read. Yous guys? And I brought them for you. Yay! Wow! And so each of you get a comic book and no one else does. <laughs> no one emailed in or tweeted or even followed us. Anyway. Someone's, oh, thanks, dude. That's a good one. And there's Watchmen for you. Enjoy. I now will get I've this spoiled, back to you in 15 to 20 years. <laughs> that I've spoiled the ending for you. Yeah, so I got Darth Vader. What's Imperial Machine? Is that the title of the, yeah, the book? Yeah, that's the title of that trade. So that's the one that takes place right after Revenge of the Sith by Charles Sweet. Soule. I like how the comic book starts with a crawl. Yeah, all of the... All of them do. Sweet. Okay. Can we not podcast? I'm reading for the first time in 25 years. <laughs> not meow. I'm reading. <laughs> That's Robin's new. Do you need to borrow my bookmark? Bookmark. Okay, next. Let's dive right in. All right. So last week I introduced a new format for the show. Remember? I when remember. I was like, we're going to each pick a topic and discuss it. Remember that? And, yeah. then I, and then I did that. Forget all about it. I'm I not just, doing we just that. don't. It's free form. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're going to do Star Wars. It's going to be... Uh, <laughs> we're we tried a couple Wars. ideas. We're just going to stick with what works. Star Wars mega episode this week. So much Star Wars stuff happened. We got Game of Thrones directors and writers news. We got a Mandalorian trailer. We got a Rise of Skywalker trailer. We got... Did we get anything else? That's all the big that stuff. It? That's a lot. I feel yeah. like that's a lot. Yeah. Let's talk about the Game of Thrones director, writer, directors. So... Let's sum up. They were given a trilogy to work on, and then they backed off of that, and we're just going to do a uh, script treatment for one movie, and now they're completely out. And I've read reports that say they've quit, and I've read reports that say they were fired. So my question overall is, what do we think happened, and also who cares? But could it possibly be that these guys are just not might be that great at coming up with their own content? Like people like Game of Thrones, mostly when there was content to work off of. Like I think the consensus pretty much is Game of Thrones was good up until a certain point, and that point just happened to coincide with not having the books right. to base the they show. They started off writing of. their own stuff and the quality dramatically went down. Right. But that last season of Game of Thrones which is the like most terrible one was happening as it was announced that they were going to be doing a Star Wars thing. So I thought so that some, they just some people up? were like, yeah, they don't care about Game of Thrones because they're going to work on Star Wars, which makes sense. I would be totally about that. But I see that argument that like, well, they're just not good with original stuff. It has to be derivative. But then Star Wars could have still been derivative of tons of It still really could have because I think the big, the implication was that they would do something Knights of the Old Republic, at least era, and that they were good at oh, that. Oh, there was an article because, that said they were going to do like the first Jedi or something right. the story was going to be. And that's that's a very sort of medieval story to tell. They were like literally knights, you know, Jedi right. knights. And, and those guys were 
on paper good at that. They could have just borrowed from the content that already exists that needs to be brought back into canon. But now they're gone. They had some $100 million figure Netflix deal as well, though, that was like conflicting or something. You're right. There's a lot of stories floating around that you're like not sure what happened. I don't know what the actual consensus is. I think that it's just the case that Kathleen Kennedy doesn't want to like screw around with anyone that's not like laser point focused. Yeah. So... They've doubled down on... Kevin Feige. Yeah, Kevin Feige's in, who obviously is probably like in the family, like knows he's not going to mess around. Right. They know he's not going to mess around. And then Ryan Johnson, it seems like they're like solid with him though, that he's still in and going to do his thing. Didn't he leave? I thought he did. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm blowing everything up now. But fact remains is I think Kathleen Kennedy just doesn't want to mess around. We can't have people making movies for us that are not 100% committed. Like, you're only doing Star Wars, and you better do a good job and do it the way we want you to do it. Because otherwise, you wind up with... Game of Thrones. Or, yeah, or, or some of the other piles of crap that have come out from Star Wars where they had the guys from the Lego movie. They were doing Han Solo, and they were apparently turning Han Solo into a comedy when, like, no one was looking, doing too much improv. So they got ousted from that. And that was a creative dispute Mm -hmm. like we're not seeing eye to eye so you guys are out and then they brought in ron ron howard ron howard so yeah this stuff has been happening a lot with a lot of different properties the writers change or they drop a writer or a new director comes on and it never really works out for the best right like a movie just too much riding on it it's not like a one-off thing where you're like sure make a movie about mortal engines right but at least they're doing this like way before the stuff starts production whereas like justice league change directors very late in the game something terrible happened to Zack Snyder and that's why but still right. it very late in the game the directors changed same with uh Ron Howard and right doing where the movies coming so out well. in like several they months do a bunch and they got to reshoot and yeah, Rogue One was the same thing. So it looks like as of a news a couple of weeks ago, Ryan Johnson was out. And then newer news is that he's he might not entirely be out Yeah, I th- for his own trilogy of movies. Again, I don't, like, we stink with news here in Krypton Alderaan. Yeah, I don't know exactly actually, what the deal is. We read the headlines. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what the deal is, but it, it seemed to me, my take on it was they were like, screw these guys who are like, just bouncing around. They're just not in it. Where Ryan Johnson totally played ball for Last Jedi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? He played really bad ball, but he still played ball. No, but he I did still, what his boss wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you're like, I need to like, I, you got to suck up to get to get somewhere. And he's he did that. I maintain it is my belief that Ryan Johnson had a vision for that movie and Disney overshadowed it. Disney executives overshadowed it with the intention of like Disney said to Ryan Johnson, if you conform to what we want for this movie, you can have your own trilogy to sort of like show us what you got. I believe that their thought process is it was too risky to let him do that for The Last Jedi because it's the middle one of this... Gotta keep it together. We got another one to make. of the saga. He's done a couple of things, but you can't just let him... He's not a J.J. Abrams. I think that they just overshadowed that movie but sort of told him that he could have his own thing if they do what he said. Yeah. But then it got all jumbled with the Game of Thrones guys. It was like, okay, well, now you're kicking this guy out to give them the thing, but now they're backing off, but now they're quitter fired. It's obviously very messy. I don't, um, you know, I also think it might be good to put a little bit of distance in, in the movies, like let this saga end 
we're going to get all this content on Disney Plus right away. Right. We're going to have a lot of Star Wars to go on for a while. Maybe figure out the best way to move forward cinematically and wait a few years. Totally agree. Because Kathleen Kennedy just said something like, you know, making two Star Wars movies a year doesn't work. Which they should have just done the trilogy period. You got to start slow, dude. Yeah, I mean, it might work if you're making good movies. I don't know. Like a bunch <laughs> of Marvel movies came out every year or not a bunch, but like you got to build up three Marvel though. movies came out a year and they were. Yeah, they were good. No, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to kind of be sad if we don't get a movie like ev- after this trilogy ends, after Rise of Skywalker comes out and there's not another movie next year. Like it kind of sucked this last year and a half when like there was a, a little bit more of a gap since Solo was in May. Mm-hmm. But I hope that they come back and it's just as strong as it was with Force Awakens where you're like, oh my God, Star Wars is back and yeah. it's like pretty good rather than just pumping out crap. Right. So yeah, figure, find directors that are good that will do good work and play ball and not screw around and mm-hmm. not make something you don't think they're making and whatever. Just have J.J. Abrams do every Star Wars movie mm-hmm. for the rest of his life. I feel like that could be tricky also. But he was so good. He, well, yeah, and we'll see. We'll yeah, no, we'll talk I think a lot about Rise of Skywalker, and we'll see. Put a pin we'll in that See one. how Rise of Skywalker is, but it does. I have high well, hopes. Whatever, we'll say because yeah. of Force Awakens. Exactly, he did a very uh, Force Awakens is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Yeah, Me it's too. exciting. I'm glad these Game of Thrones guys are out because just no more drama, no more BS. I think there's too much baggage with it. Get rid of them. We don't want any of this. And I think Disney's smart enough to say like. Bad press? Yeah. Nah, get out of here, you know? Yeah. Trying to nip that in the butt as much as possible. Clean slate. All right. Next up, Mandalorian. New Mandalorian trailer. Trailer time. Lots of, lots more Werner Herzog in it. Don't you love that? It's pretty epic. It's so weird because the trailer is obviously a very cinematic trailer. It makes it seem like a movie. So as you're watching the trailer, you're like, oh, this guy's going to be in this scene in a prevalent part of the movie. But no, it's like an eight episode series or whatever that's going to span, you know, whatever. So who knows? But anyway, lots more Werner Herzog. Lots more everything, really. Funny you say the trailer is like a movie because... I know we're going to talk about like Skywalker or whatever, but like I'll use Mortal Engines as an example. Wait, why not? Go ahead. Because there's so much going on. You pack it in. You're like, what is this even about? You know, at least with Mandalorian, it does kind of feel like like film-esque, but there's not a ton of like story where you're like, this is going to be confusing. Mm -hmm. He's a bounty hunter shooting up bad guys, capturing bad guys. And that's all that's there. And like, that's nice and concise. Right. It doesn't look like this show is going to be out of it. It's going to follow this one guy. It's the Mandalorian. It's Logan, you know? It's a very well put together trailer also. Like it is like trailers come out a lot that are no good. Obviously we see a lot of it just cut bad or I don't think the first Rise of Skywalker trailer was that good. It was just kind of cut weird and the music didn't necessarily line up with what was going on in it. But this one, yeah. It's like 100% spot on in Jam my pack. opinion. What else happens in it? You got notes there? I got some notes. Speak it I, I, didn't, I didn't know Speak what, your truth. what kind of uh, things you wanted to hit on. I want to hit on <clears throat> all of it. Okay, well, I'll, just, I'll give you a random note because we'll see what sparks everyone's interest. Bill Burr with two guns and a robot mm-hmm. arm gun? What? Never seen anything like that before. Yeah. That was straight out of like go-go gadget Wait, laser cannons. You think he's going to be <laughs> some angry stand-up comedian that goes throughout the galaxy? <laughs> He said he doesn't play a big role in uh-huh. it, but that scene just looked funny to me because he had an extra little shoulder robot gun. All of my interest is now gone. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. Why do you need to put Bill Burr in it? It's just like, bloop. Uh, Remember Bill Burr? I think that's so funny. He was on the H3 podcast talking about it, and he was like telling his friends, and they were like, what? You don't even like Star Wars. And he's like, yeah, but I couldn't say no. But that scene looked cool. 
I, silly with so this extra just, gun. Just playing like an angry, really Irish guy who's got an extra gun. And uh, I think he works for a rival bounty hunting crime gang. And, and yeah, their their signature Conjure is clan. that they have an extra shoulder. The signature gun is that, that they're comes all out. from Boston. And <laughs> <laughs> Robin, you're you're too sarcastic today. This is <laughs> positive Star Wars comments only, please. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I should have said this up top. I'm so excited to talk about Star Wars so much. Dude, it's going to be like a jam packed episode planned that we're already into. It's all about Star it's, Wars. We're never going to stay it. on we're time for this episode. S- never stop talking about Star Wars. <laughs> well, we're going to have to do it again next episode because this is going to be out by the time we record again. Oh, yeah. So there's no way we're not going <laughs> to recap Star Wars it. from now until forever. Pretty much. Uh, all right. Don't so worry. I'll have a Crisis on Infinite Earths update. Yeah, we'll, we'll jump around. But so Bill Burr with three guns. I thought that was crazy. Uh, Giancarlo, he's like flying some kind of TIE fighter. They don't show that. Mm-hmm. But it looks like he's in like the cockpit of like Darth Vader's TIE fighter or something. When you look up, it has those weird little like skylight hmm. windows nice. or space light. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of things that are sparking my interest. They're yeah. like, what is going on there? Like I, like you say, making a good trailer. I want to see he's flying a TIE fighter around, but he's with stormtroopers. Right. Or I don't know what his deal is. He's like he an imperial guy. It. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, What's going on there? Yeah, it's very curiosity. It's very enticing. I mean, the trailer uh, doesn't give anything away. I'm speechless right. over it. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's a full synopsis to this show out there and we just haven't looked, so we're just talking nonsense here. There's a scene with um, what looks to be some sort of like love interest that's like holding on to his Mandalorian helmet. There's going to be something else there that they just haven't put in the trailer yet. And I wonder how the fall of the Empire is involved in Rebels. They introduce this weapon that the Empire has that specifically targets Mandalorians. It's destroyed in Rebels, but it was destroyed previously, and then it comes back in Rebels. And so I'm curious if there's some kind of thing like that, and he hates the Empire. I know there's a lot of story for them to incorporate in this. I'm very... This trailer specifically made me very excited for it. I went from not excited to the first trailer got me excited, and this trailer is just so good that Man, I, I hope it's it lives got me up to very it. Excited. It looks like it's going to be quality because, like I said, it doesn't look like there's too much going on. Like they're they're going to do the TV show thing and develop it, and you get to know these people. And a lot of practical effects. Yeah, it looks visually looks really effects. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always about that. Uh, super battle droids. What's going on with them? Some people are saying it might be a flashback. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Best in the parsec. Are they just doing that so people tweet? It's just words. Yeah. Say parsec, someone's going to lose their fucking mind. I think that's literally what it was. (laughs) Like, you're the best in the galaxy. Like, no, 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 no. Best in the the parsec. I just think it's funny that they put that in the trailer because it's... Yeah. Knowing Star Wars for so long and what Star Wars fans get bent out of shape about, my ears perked up. I'm like, parsec? Yeah. No thoughts? No comment. Are Are you completely out now that Bill Burr is in it? He'll probably die. I will watch it. I am not excited about it. What did you think about the trailer, though? Like, did it excite you? Like, I think you and I said similar things the first time we talked about this when the first trailer came out and that we didn't we didn't think we were excited about it and then we saw the trailer and we got excited about it. Did we say that? I think so, yeah. yeah. But I'm much less excited about it now. It The production looks very, like, solo Rogue One type. Mm. I thought those looked good. I thought they. Lo- I thought the production looked those m- really good. Those look good to me, and that's like that's what I like. Is like, ooh, look at that sword and trooper helmet. It looks real. Yeah, yeah I-, I like all the practical. It seems you know, like the the creatures, the aliens are all seemingly practical. Right, that bar effects. scene or whatever. Right. I just it looks to me. It looks very very polished. 
And it looks very similar to the way like the trailers for like Rogue One and Solo looked. Mm-hmm. What and are they supposed that, to make it look like though? Like 1977? Like- I just, I want it to look a little grittier is I think what I'm looking for. So I see this and it looks like very new and shiny and it looks like a Solo trailer. And I'm like, mm, so this is going to be just like those two movies that you should have never made because we didn't need them. <laughs> well, like the visuals are just a sheen over everything. Like hopefully the story on its own can speak for it. You know what I mean? I hope it ends up being really good and I hope that I'm wrong, but yeah. it it looks, the trailers look too similar of a fashion to those two movies. And for mm. that reason, it makes me sure. not want to see it. Well, dude, people will pick on the prequels because they're like, the CGI is wonky. There's too much of it. And the story is bad. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're like, you can't have both of that. You get one or the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? It looks like such a Western to me. Like just maybe some of the in-between parts of the trailer look like such Western style yeah. to me. Like the gunslinging bounty right, right. hunt. Like I think there's one point where he's got the, his obviously he's got his sort of, what would you call that? Shocker gun? No. Who, Cattle prod? What do, what do bounty hunters call what they're who they're going after? Bounty? Sure. That makes sense. <laughs> he's got his bounty and he's dragging him in and he shoots at him and he shoot and like the bounty shoots at him and he shoots back and it looks like a saloon or it's, it looks very Western. The mark? Even mark is what mark is the word I was looking for. Yeah. And the way he moves when he's like drawing his guns, it's very right. like old Western style. I think that scene at the end of the trailer where he's like, come and get it or whatever he says yeah. in response to the dialogue. I think he, he says, met. come and get some. That, no, he says, good. I, I think that's one of those trailer <laughs> things where they've overdubbed that audio from a different scene. I don't think that's going to be that scene. Yeah, that's just no. a little prediction. Because he's already out outside. When I heard so I was like, yeah. they're outside. Right, right. He's like, he wouldn't be like, I'm, I'm it, also outside. It works for the trailer. <laughs> you know, like find a scene where he's shooting his gun. It's great because you don't see his mouth so they can overdub anything He ever. doesn't even have to be in there. I know. Could be John Favreau in there. What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I agree that his armor is too shiny. It's like, what's hmm. this, your first day? Yeah. No, but I don't know. Mandalorian armor might not get dirty. Some special alloy. Can't can't look bad. Uh, it had, like, generic trailer music. I hope that's just for the trailer. Like, Star Wars, to me, like, the music plays a lot into it. The trailer didn't do, like, da na 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 like, once. And I'm sure that that's a thing Disney's thinking about. Like, that might be... John Williams can't score every one. Yeah. That might so. be a Skywalker saga. Dude, but that's instant Star Wars. How yeah, do you... You gotta make a new sound, make new shows, make new sound. Something, not necessarily with Mandalorian, but with wherever they go next, I think part of the thing, one, because John Williams, this is his... Different people Skywalker are gonna Skywalker is gonna it. be his last mm-hmm. Star Wars. So they just need to find something new. John Williams' score, we didn't associate with Star Wars before it was associated. It was specifically right. written to be associated with Star Wars. All they have to do is do that again. Mm-hmm. They just need something new and epic. I mean, it's not... What My point is that it's not impossible. No. I'm, I'm just curious to see where that ends up, not only for this series, but for, like, future films, because, you know, Rogue One was a uh, different composer. I don't remember who did Solo, but uh, the guy that did Lost did Rogue One. And he still did the music, like, in the vein of Star Wars, though. There's a style guide that, like, sounds like Star Wars or certain, like, chords and whatnot that, like, work. It'd be cool that the Mandalorian had a theme that people were like, that celebrated that theme as much as they do the Duel of Fates or whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. At, I would least be surprised if they don't. I didn't hear anything in the that. trailer that spoke to me as like, ooh, that's the Mandalorian's theme or something, you know? So I don't know. I hope that music plays a role in it. Uh, Yeah, Michael Giacchino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, uh, it was just announced that he's going to score the Batman, hmm. which is the next... Batman. He's done a bunch of stuff. He uh, yeah. 
He did Star Trek, Spider Man. I think there's some Spider Man movies under he did, his belt. He did at least Homecoming. I know that, which I really liked because in in the intro to Homecoming, he he like plays on the the Avengers theme and mm-hmm. the old Spider Man theme, yeah, which yeah. I thought was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think he's good. I didn't like the Rogue One soundtrack initially, but the more I I hear it, the more I'm like, okay, I can see where he was trying to pull the John Williams out, and uh, he only had like two months or something ridiculous to like score that movie anyway, so it was kind of like rushed out. Because he came on after someone else got fired. Yeah, right? somebody else was scoring it and then he got brought on. They're like, it's coming out tomorrow and he's like, ah! Did they also change directors? Did Rogue One also change directors? It, it had it had like a Which ghost director. Which one was Colin director. Trevorrow? He was going to do Skywalker. He was going to do the, the ninth movie. Oh, okay. And then gotcha, he was gotcha. out. Lots of changing hands. Yeah. Alright, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm not very excited. Alright. <laughs> Dude, I want to see you change your tune because next time we record, you know, like we're going to review this. So, all right. All right. So close. How does it work? Three episodes are dropping. I think three, two or three come out the day Disney Disney Plus Plus drops, comes out. And Uh then Fridays are the release day. And I think it's one until they're done. So there's one every Friday since then. So is it the 12th is the release date? So a couple are dropped then. Then there's a Friday. Yeah, it's. I don't understand. Why wouldn't they just wait until Friday? Anyway, whatever. But then a couple of days later, there's one new one. Right. And then they come out for a couple of weeks until like Rise of Skywalker comes out. All right. Now we're getting into the big topic. The final Rise of Skywalker trailer dropped. I don't know if it's actually, do we think it's actually going to be the final one? There's always an international trailer there that comes out that has extra. Another extra stuff and then they do like the tv spots that have there's gonna be lots of extra footage that comes out this is the last that i'm gonna watch and i'm gonna have to try very hard to avoid any form of media that might show stuff we we robin royce lorelei and i going to see it on opening day but there is also the chance of extra bits being spoiled before then. So, which brings me to a point. Some internet reviewers have said that they didn't really necessarily enjoy this trailer, that they thought it would have made a good first trailer and not a good final trailer, which I completely disagree with. I think that this is a great final trailer in that there's only been like two trailers for this movie. And neither of them give very much away. Why do you want to know everything? Yeah. I, I want to know as minimal as possible. Exactly. And I would be okay not seeing any because I just want to see how the story ends. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will say I am I agree. This trailer got me very amped up. It made me very excited to see this film. And also it just builds you up. It's like, it's again, a similar point to what I was trying to say about The Mandalorian where it feels like an epic conclusion. The trailer itself is put together very well. The music's very good. Everything syncs up well. They show just the right stuff and they just sort of reinforce that it's the culmination of nine movies. It seems like an epic ending. It's like Return of the King stuff, you know, like we're bringing everyone together. Right. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. How did, What are your initial thoughts, um, Robin? It doesn't really seem like a final trailer. Like, okay. I feel like a final trailer usually has a little bit more and it's usually a little bit more epic. I think it would have been a really good, not necessarily first trailer, but like middle trailer. Uh-huh. Like if this was the trailer we got in January or whatever, whenever the the other one was for the Super Bowl or whatever, I think that would have been good for that. I would have liked it to be a little bit more. They don't play any scenes out because some trailers, I mean, it depends on like the genre, I guess. Maybe this is different for Star Wars, but you never see like a preview view of a scene kind of thing you know like it cuts 
very quickly from epic moment to epic moment. Yeah. Which is great because you're like, wow, now I'm excited. They're going to have a million ships. There's a iceberg star destroyer. There's a, you know, yeah. they just show you all this cool stuff after another. But you never get to see a, like all this dialogue with Palpatine if they just let like one of those scenes play out. And you're like, oh, so that's going to happen in the film. Right. Like, you don't get the full context on any of the story or plot details. I just I wanted a little bit more. It didn't really seem like a final trailer. Mm-hmm. Huh. Tough to please. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get anything more of this, especially in the main vein of Star Wars, but especially with J.J. Abrams. A lot of the stuff in this trailer might, again, might not even be in the movie. They do this where they show us footage or stuff they filmed and then change the scene or stuff they filmed just for the trailer. I mean, and and J.J. Abrams just keeps everything so close. He doesn't want any anything about it getting out. Dude, please tell me the Palpatine dialogue is a diversion. That that's there for promotional purposes. So I'd like to, let's, let's get into this also. Yeah. So Palpatine, why do you... Why are you, why? Why don't I want Palpatine? They introduced all these new characters. Just have Mm -hmm. them have their own life and own story. And I know that this is part of the Skywalker saga or whatever, but like, it's not though. Like you introduced all these new characters. They should have their own things. Mm Kind of seems weird to me to throw Snoke in for an episode and a half and then bring Palpatine back when he was nowhere for the other. It's not even like they referenced him. Right. And I understand in Battlefront, Palpatine is like commanding forces or whatever. I get that he still kind of lingers in the lore, but he's not mentioned in the movies. So like, why are you here all of a sudden? Is it just corporate BS, which I get, but that doesn't excite me. It doesn't seem like how how the trilogy would have actually developed if someone sat down to visualize the entire thing at once. Mm -hmm. It just seems like, oh, we'll just throw him in. That'll work out great. It wasn't a full thought out thing. So please just be for marketing. I just don't like the fan service-y reasoning behind it, if that is the case. Maybe it turns out cool in the movie, but it just seems like like people are like Palpatine's back. Like it's why though? It's very uh member berry. Yeah. Member Palpatine. Yeah. So I, I'm, I hope that doesn't play a big role, this Death Star thing. Maybe it could be cool if he pops up for a second, but he, it's not like Kylo was talking to Palpatine in episode seven. He was well, trying to talk to Vader. Yeah. I think that if they do this where he's a big part of it, they could make it that he was pulling the strings behind right. everything in the other movies. And they could reference back and be like, and we might be able to watch this movie and then go back to The Force Awakens and watch these this That would trilogy be amazing if it made it better. Like, oh, yeah. boom, boom, boom. And maybe it was the idea the whole time. This is the end of the Skywalker saga. And we meet Palpatine before we meet- Stop selling me. Any Skywalker. Like he's one of the first characters we see on screen at the beginning of the Skywalker saga. In, you know, in The Phantom Menace. Right. Um, Palpatine manipulates the Skywalkers pretty good through the the whole series. Yeah. I think think it makes sense to have him- Having and there might be content out there that hints at this. There might be stuff in comic books and and just stuff I don't know that's canon. I think it would be really interesting to have him at the end of this because it all started with him and we see him like in the chair, right? He's like yeah. in the and also that throne with the jaggedy one. Okay. Did you see that? That's concept art from Return of the Jedi that they I've did heard that. for yeah. Return of the Jedi, which I also think is super interesting because they were thinking about it then. So they could have like, obviously they didn't use it in Return of the Jedi, but they could have tabled it and been like, we'll use this for this plot line later. Who knows? Back right. then they might've had the idea to continue the story and reintroduce him. Mm-hmm. So he's got this like secret throne room somewhere. 
I've never played Battlefront, so this there might be canonical elements of there's what like an AI version him. of him still commanding okay. the empire, basically. So maybe that's it. Maybe maybe he is just. But it is the Crash Death Star, and who knows where it is? It might be Camino. They might be on two different places there, dude. So somebody, I forgot what video this was, but someone was breaking it down. They're like, it might even have been a, been a tweet, but they're like, how is there anything left? I've watched the end of Return of the Jedi multiple times. It blows. Up. It could also be a Death Star that they built that it might not be Death Star 2 or whatever. It could be something completely different. Right. It could be another Death Star that they abandoned or crashed or whatever. Who knows? Maybe that's thinking too hard about it. I just think it's funny because when you watch the scene, it blows up yeah. into a billion pieces. Right. So well, like, they could go back. Yeah. It's Don't think about it too hard, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it would be really interesting to have him have him there. Because he because he really started right he started this I if mean, it ties he was together responsible for it, the, the 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 implication is that he was responsible for Anakin right. Skywalker in the first place yeah I hope they tie together but yeah I'm not super stoked on that because it just seems kind of member berries but yeah that's the only thing I'm really pessimistic about it this trailer was also full of feelings for me <laughs> like it really the feelings swelled just the fact that it's the end really hit me with watching this not only that sort of overarching feeling of like oh this is it but also there's a lot of emotional stuff in the trailer and I think the biggest thing who would have guessed it is C-3PO like I, you get a little choked up in that scene in the trailer. No? Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> when when Poe's like, what are you doing, 3PO? And right. it's like, taking one last look at my friends. It's very, I mean, who knows what's happening to him. Did you guys have emotional reactions to? I know, Robin's a no. <laughs> I, it's a great line of dialogue because his character is so like dry and awkward. So for him to be like sentimental is interesting and whatever, he must be going on some suicide mission. Mm -hmm. People are like, he's going to go into kill mode. No, he's not. He's he just going to- up with the red eyes. I'm curious to see. He's just going to need to deliver the battle plans to someone on a desert planet or something. He's going to have to do a mission that only he can do. He's got to translate something because he knows a million languages. They say they put his memory back because there's the battle droid stuff. Who knows? It was a nice sentimental line of dialogue. A lot of people have pointed out, though, that his friends are not Poe and Rey and I'm glad Finn. you brought this up because They're like, I his have, friends are fucking Luke, I Leia, a, and Han, and Chewbacca. I have two arguments. His friends are already dead. Yeah. <laughs> I have two arguments for this. One is this takes place like a year after. He spent a lot of time with Sh No, yeah, you can Poe. become friends. Yeah. And second of all, he's a robot. He's like time could is... be he could be not only saying taking one last look at my friends meaning them, but if he's getting his memory wiped, going back through huh. taking a look in his memory of his friends before my his mind is memory blown. goes away. I'm like they're hitting the delete button so he's like nostalgically yeah, going back and being like, "Oh, yeah. this is I was built and uh, and it's Luke." And I helped. Right. The only the way Death we can Star. do this is if we wipe your memory. So remember when I saved them from the trash compactor? Like he's going back in his memory, taking one last look at his friends, which is heartbreaking. Wow. That's pretty powerful there. If that's the case. <laughs> yeah. You totally uh, debunked that one. I like that. I like that taking it. I, yeah, I really love that. Scene. Joey spoke what for you. you. Was he accurate? No, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> like I, it's, it's, I don't like things that are meant to make you feel sentimental. That was so the most spoon-fed line of the whole thing. So I see something like that, my immediate reaction is like... Oh, man. Brutal. But, <laughs> but also, I wouldn't be surprised if they throw that in there and then it ends up being he's 
you know, he thinks he's going to die and then he doesn't die. And then C-3PO is perfectly fine. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how they spin that. Unless they're, you know, deleting his memory or something. But if it's something where he's just thinks he's going to die or like Mm -hmm. they're going to die or something. Well, you're saying like they're trying, they're bringing this to an end, right? Yeah. So they're going to do new movies after this. Probably maybe never continue this Skywalker storyline. So like all the possibilities, if I'm a writer in a room, especially a J.J. Abrams writer who's like, I'm going to think way differently than you might think you want to think or whatever. What do we do? Oh, let's like... Kill everyone. Literally like (laughs) maybe murder characters or like flip what you might think about characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... I didn't think about there being a more emotional thing other than he goes on a suicide mission, he completes it and he blows up. But like to make it more emotionally driven like that, he's not even the same C-3PO anymore. That is a little... That's heavy for Star Wars. There's also the premise like that they might have... That 3PO and R2-D2 worked on the Imperial ships for a while after uh, after Revenge of the Sith, right? But then they're on Leia's ship when it gets captured. Is that correct? Am I yes. misremembering? So there's the implication that maybe he had, maybe he was an Imperial droid and then the rebellion wiped his memory and he was yeah, where the is C-3PO. He was the so C-3PO that we, may, that we meet in A New Hope. So they could just be like hitting... The, the, sending him undercover as an Imperial droid, which is why he wakes up with red eyes. I'm thinking they also might be uploading him to a ship in that scene. It's very much like what happens in Solo. Uh, visually, it looks like hmm. from what I remember. So I'm wondering if they're uploading him into a ship, either you need to translate the Falcon the ship or us. another maybe fighter ship and he has to... Because there is that scene in the trailer where there's a there's an X-Wing or something that's shooting down TIE fighters going up against this big ship. Hmm. If that's C-3PO. But anyway. Uh, I was stoked to see the Y-Wing and B-Wing action going on. Uh, there's that scene with like a million ships. Like I'm very excited that they're having like space battle, but then there's like planetary adventures yeah. and there's also dark side adventures on an ice planet. Like They're going to be jumping around. And I, I like that because that's what I think about the classic Star Wars movies. Like they go from planet to planet, you know, like you're on Hoth. You know, then you go to Dagobah and then we go to Bespin, you know, like you jump around in a Star Wars movie. You get to see the universe and you get to meet different people. Mm -hmm. And it seems like we're going to go to a couple different places. There's definitely a space battle. I don't know if there's like a land battle going on, but I don't know. We haven't. We just see Rey running on that forest planet. I'm wondering where that is. Also, she has the training gear and then she jumps to the Death Star, to a crashed Death Star. Mm. And I'm wondering if that's the same place that comes up later. But anyway, go ahead with... Well, yeah, we it get just to, seems like they're going to actually have an adventure, and that's cool. galactic story. And, and they're bringing back other ships other than just X-Wings or the three oh, ships that were in The Last Jedi. Like, Last Jedi didn't go anywhere, you yeah. know? We went to the casino planet... And we went to Crate. There wasn't anything going on in there. We spent it on a ship and that was it. Star Wars movie to me is an adventure, you know? Another super interesting thing I think is that at the end of The Last Jedi, there's no one left. And they, in a year, they have managed to recruit, seemingly recruit an army, which is, I think, incredible. That's an also very sort of incredible scene in the trailer to me when the Millennium Falcon comes up and you see all these other ships Leading and you charge. see the ghost from Star Wars Rebels. I love that. There's a lot of ships in that scene. Whether any character from that is actually going to be in this story or not, I I love seeing that ship. I think that's amazing. What's going on with the Star Destroyer coming out of the Earth? Like Palpatine's talking and the Star Destroyer is coming out of 
That's what I mean. So is like, it that ice planet? Like I think it's that where ice were planet. these things? I think it's coming out of ice. There is a story somewhere, right, where Palpatine hid these or Lots. sent start sent a fleet on a mission somewhere or hid them somewhere out in space. Right, man. How do what they about win? The space horses? Do you think the good guys are going to win? I don't even know who the good guys are. Really, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. even seem like Remember there are Belicio bad guys. Del Toro in the Last Jedi, he was like, "There are no good guys. Well, Everyone sells weapons to everybody." That might be it because there's no. Uh, they didn't show like Hux or that other big fat guy. That well, I guess maybe he blew up on that other like dreadnought or whatever. They didn't show any like first order bad guys. Mm-hmm. So they didn't show any bad who guys. Are the bad guys other than Kylo, Kylo and Ren. Palpatine? And he's holding his lightsaber really stupid when they're walking at each other. He flips it around so it's backwards. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Calling a star killer. Ahsoka Tano can hold it that way or nobody can hold it that way. You understand? Didn't uh, Star Killer? Star Killer, but he's not canon. It's Star Killer base now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who's in those ships? I don't know. Where, the ships are coming out of the ground. Who is on those ships? I don't know. The ships are also huge. So to man those ships, I assume you need lots of people. Yeah. Also, something really, something I would consider weird is happening to Kylo's face at the end of the trailer. There's either a series of lights on his face. Did you guys notice that? It's mm-hmm. like right before we see Palpatine confronting Ray. No. All right. Well, take a look. I don't know again. what it means, but it looks weird. Hmm. Uh, well, they played with the lighting on his face. Uh, spoiler alert: when he kills Han Solo, where it's like red and blue, and then yeah. it fades like to only red. Right? Maybe it has some kind of similar thing to do with that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's turning towards the light. Right. Redemption. Um, dude, space horses. No comment on horses running on a star destroyer in space or whatever. I did you catch that? You bring a you bring a horse to a space <laughs> fight. No. I don't know. They look better looking space horses than the last space horses we got in The Last Jedi. Remember they ride the space horses? Whatever those were, yeah. Broom Boy cleans their stalls. Let's not talk about it. (laughs) All right, what else we got? Okay, so Ray's on a few different planets. She's got, you know, it's just, again, a very curiosity thing. It's like, why is she running from that thing? Why does she throw the helmet down? Well, they don't tell you what's going on. You Mm -hmm. don't know what's going on. You have to just see it. it. Yeah. And hopefully it ties together. What are your favorite moments from the trailer, Robin? I like the music. Please say something else. <laughs> so did you not like this? But besides you thinking it, it's sort of not a good last trailer, did you like the trailer? Um, I apparently didn't pay very much attention to it because a lot of these things you guys are mentioning, I don't remember. I remember the beginning and I remember really liking the music in the beginning where she's like drops the helmet or yeah. whatever and she runs away. And it's like super creepy. Yeah. Definitely I like very that Halloween-y a lot. creepy in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And that's... I remember like random other things, but I don't remember space horses or. It's, so I don't, I don't know if I can close. accurately comment on whether I liked it or not. I just mm-hmm. remember not thinking it was really like a final trailer feeling because normally they leave you with like one thing where you're like, oh my well, God. Well, because the other trailer ended on Evil Ray or whatever. And you're like, what the, f-? like there was no mention of that in this one. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's part of this confusion, diversion, whatever you want to call it. There's usually like any, not even just Star Wars, but any sort of movie with like their final trailer there's usually one moment where you're like oh my god I can't wait to see what happens well and last there wasn't Jedi anything like, like Luke that. was like it's time for the Jedi yeah to end blah and oh. then it comes out in red text you're like whoa that's that's crazy yeah that's what I'm saying yeah. and I didn't feel that with this trailer at all I just was like mm-hmm. okay well I think they just know it's the conclusion so gotta come see how it plays out yeah I don't know yeah for me the implication that Palpatine was behind all of these events was that for me hmm. and then you actually sort of see him confronting Ray. Oh, and then another very emotional scene for me was obviously the last scene. I think that that was a very good last scene for the trailer. Kind of goes with, again, for me, with what you're saying, where it's like a oh my God moment. Not necessarily like, oh my God, but more like, oh, 
That's so good was with when Luke and Leia say the force will be with you always. Yeah. I'm curious to see what they, you know, we didn't talk about Leia, but I'm curious to see how they incorporate her. Yeah. There's like the scene where they hug. That's all we get. And then her voice, I think, uh, yeah, I think they'll kill her off and, and uh, it will be the force ghosts talking to Ray in that way, but who knows? But yeah, evil Ray, Palpatine might bring her out. Uh, you know, we I love speculating. We could do it all the live long day, but we don't want you to have to edit that much. Is the ending scene going to have Force Ghost Leia, Force Ghost Luke, Force Ghost Anakin, Force Ghost Obi-Wan, and that's it. So that really Yoda. appeals to me because I absolutely love, for example, something like Avatar The Last Airbender the TV show, Mm -hmm. one of the greatest animated TV shows ever created. It's phenomenal. I cannot wait for the live-action Netflix version next year. Anyway, in that, there's a lot of the Avatar interacting with past Avatars. And so you feel this spiritual connection to all of these historic characters. It's just very sort of interesting and powerful and a great storyline. And I love that. I sort of love the idea that if Rey stays good as she's going into her last final battle, she has the presence of all of these good force wielders behind her and we can see that. And yeah, I, I really like that. How do you, What do you think, Robin? I don't want that. Succinct. Was that Return of the Jedi where they have all the Force ghosts? Yeah, they're having a party and the Force ghosts are all there together. And Luke's I really like, like that scene. I Force ghosts, and then it ends, and it's it's a very happy ending. No, Lando's I, clapping. I don't want not that. with Hayden. I, I I like it better with the guy who played Darth Vader than Hayden Christensen. No, I don't. I, I didn't like that. And if that's how they end the entire saga is with like a scene where everyone's celebrating or something, and then they have like you know fifteen Force ghosts, I'm definitely not going to be into that. Mm. All right. Well, Rise of Skywalker, though. It's got to have to do with Skywalkers. I, th- I think Hayden Christensen's, he was in return. He's going to be in I this. I think he's going to be in it. Yeah, I do. Sorry, Robin. I boycott. Mm. Anyway, people are mad about the music, even though you like the music. I like the music a lot. I do like the music, too. People are mad because it uses, uh, when they do the main theme, the second half, not the creepy intro that you're all about. In the second half, they do, like, the main Star Wars theme, but they use, like, the four, like, cliche pop chords in it that, like, every song ever uses, and it's just very, like, oh, okay. It sounds good, but it's like a pop song. They turn Star Wars into a pop song, basically, in the way that they reharmonize the original mm-hmm. chords to the melody. I don't think it sounds bad, but a lot of people are like, that doesn't really seem like Star Wars. But to your point, you're like, I like the music. It feels good. It does feel like, oh, this is so big and epic. And like the particular chords that they use for that make you feel that way, even if you just heard the chords themselves, you know? I think that's perfectly fine for a trailer. Right, 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 right. They want to get you amped up. It's the last one. It's the culmination of nine plus movies. I... I don't know. You want to? I want to feel something. I want to. I want to know that we go to see this movie. You pay the money for the ticket. You get the big popcorn, and then you're satisfied. Whatever you have to do to achieve that. Yep. I think the music in the trailer is great, and it's going to be awesome in the movie. And everybody just needs to relax. I don't think they're going <laughs> to. So we have criticized the shit out of all yeah, of this, yeah. and I don't. We, they, we might be some of the people that need to relax. No, it's just uh-huh. like you said. I don't think. I think that's a trailer element. I don't think yeah. that's how the music will be in the movie. And a lot of people are trying to figure out who actually wrote that but there's many people that contributed to the music in the trailer apparently because mm-hmm. it's John Williams theme but somebody clearly was like put these pop chords behind it and kids will like it whatever they just need it out it's yeah. fine it's a great trailer in my opinion it, no it does sound epic uh well we talked we I, we touched on 
everything I wanted to for the trailer and speculated on most of the things I wanted to speculate on. Agreed. So, but I want to ask Robin one last question because we got into Force Ghosts and everything, but did you, how did you feel at the last moment of the trailer when Luke and Leia, Ray has tears in her eyes and Luke and Leia say, the Force will be with you always. Did that do anything for you? No. Dude, because at first, Robin is <laughs> no, sick of Star Wars. When we saw this, I wanted to say something and I was like, Robin's not going to care about this because initially I was like, the always sounded weird and I didn't figure it out until someone in a stupid YouTube video was like, oh my God, Leia at the end. And I was like, oh, that was Leia. Because the always sounded weird to me and I was like, huh. Luke couldn't have said the word a little bit better on that take. Really? I didn't I realize know, I it, was, it was Leia. I didn't realize it was Leia at first until it was overanalyzed with somebody else. But I was going to ask you and I was like, Robin's not going to care. And she didn't care. I apparently <laughs> tuned out most of the trailer, I'm realizing. That's all right. We'll watch it again. And again and again and again. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll go see it. It's I'm, I'm very close. More... We're a month away. We're like, a, well, what are we? Like a month and 20 days away. Yeah, a month plus. I'm excited uh, to see it. <laughs> we're two months away. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. I think it's going to be really good. I'm... I just don't like, especially in trailers, those moments where they purposely are like, this is going to make people cry. Like, I don't like stuff like that. I would rather be like, I'm so excited than like, oh my God, I'm so sad. Yeah, I understand. I, I would rather them give away those moments than give away like the big reveal. I don't think you would like them to give away the big reveal either, but I'd rather them give away the emotional, some of the emotional moments than some of the action moments. There's a lot of action in this trailer though. How do they win? That is a lot of Star Destroyers. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a lot of ships too. Yeah. Anyway, I'm very excited. Agreed. I'm going to get my fill November 12th, starting November 12th. I'm going to watch nothing but Star Wars. While we have been podcasting, I did sign us up for Disney Plus. <laughs> so we are also all set to go. <laughs> Yay. Okay. That's it. That's all we have on Star Wars. Do you have anything else? No. Do you have anything else? No. Oh, you didn't even watch the trailer. <laughs> I, watched, I watched it several times, but apparently it's like... Uh, when you, something really scars you and you just like repress the memory. Oh my goodness. <laughs> These are Ouch. very hot takes. <laughs> Ouch. Secret surprise question time. Let's I don't know do if it. we've done this one. So if we did, just cut this. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? Was it stupid to pick favorites? Mark Hamill had the best tweet. He was like, rank all Star Wars movies. And Mark Hamill was like, all Star Wars is good. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's, I like that. What do you call that? Democratic take on it? Or not diplomatic? Democratic. Diplomatic, yeah, yeah. I would tend to agree with him. The more, the more time goes on, the more I just like it all, honestly. It all ties together. So you can't like one without the other because it all kind of influences. Do you want to go? I mean, I would say like, Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. huh. I'm not, I, for whatever reason, I'm not a huge fan of A New Hope. It's, I think it's very good to like have been the first one, but the more Star Wars they make, the less I like it. Mm -hmm. And then I just, I don't like any of the prequels. Yeah. Force Awakens, I would also put top three. I would go A New Hope. Really? Empire is like the first cool Star Wars where you're like, that's cool. The bad guys win. Yeah. And like the Hoth battle is super cool. Also, the music in the Hoth battle is awesome. The music on Bespin is also awesome. But A New Hope is like, it's OG, it's a classic Coke, you know? <laughs> that's the one with the, the actual cocaine in it. Star Wars with the actual <laughs> yeah, cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just think like you're, they... It's everything is pure in A New Hope. Like, so everything else you like about Star Wars like stems from that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, that's the Bible, dude. Well, that's what I'm saying. I like it. And I think it's a good way to have started off like the entire franchise. But I do prefer Empire and hmm. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Empire's good. Return is, is good, but that's got some silly shit in it. I like Endor a lot. I think that's why. 
And I, I think it's because, like, in real life as a person, I just like Forest. forests and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's a cool scene. So I think that's probably why I rank that higher. Ewoks, though, and the, the sing-along thing, the whole Tatooine part goes on too long. Return is not solid through and through for me, although I do like the space battle at the end. But A New Hope, dude, it's original. That's my take. Yeah. What about you, Joe? It's interesting, as I think a lot of a lot of people's favorite is Empire Strikes Back. And it's even more interesting because George Lucas had like nothing to do with it. That's probably why. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm going to rewatch everything before <laughs> um, The Rise of Skywalker comes out. It's really quite a toss up for me. I really, really like all of it. Honestly, I really like all of it. I really love A New Hope and I love Empire. I love the original trilogy. But man, The Force Awakens for me is way up there. It's <laughs> way up there. I would say if I picked a favorite of the original three, The Force Awakens would be tied. Wow. I mean, they're pretty similar. I do remember in college, we would have this conversation with people, especially where I worked in college, and the conversation would come up and everyone would always pick Empire, and I would always say Return of the Jedi was my favorite. That was my go-to. And no one ever appreciated that because it's... They said it goes on too long, like you said, and they said it's got the Ewoks. I think all of that is great. I think the C-3PO in charge of, like, the Ewok god and right. all of that of stuff is parts. good. <laughs> I really like that it's, like, it's serious and fun and funny. Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, I appreciate hmm. the Ewoks for what they are. Apparently, if you go into, like, outside Empire Strikes Back canon stuff, the Ewoks are, it retroactively makes the Ewoks much cooler. But I would say pick one of the original trilogy and it'll be my favorite when I watch it. And then The Force Awakens. Man, I really love The Force Awakens. A whole lot. Pretty solid. There's also an extremely emotional part of The Force Awakens I think for me, which is when Han confronts Kylo Ren. Not necessarily, not when Kylo Ren kills Han, but when Ren is walking across the bridge and Han goes down there and yells, Ben. Mm -hmm. When I first saw that in theater, like I got choked up at that. Like they named their son Ben. Like I loved that part and it was extremely emotional because he's, uh, he was so important to them. The person that that brought Han and Leia together. It was it was just like and was incredible. The the lightsaber, the force back scene with Ray, uh, Maz Kanata. Uh, it's all good. I really like all of The Force Awakens. You got a boyfriend? Cute boyfriend? Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. You don't like Finn. I really like Finn. I also I don't the- want to hear anybody say that Finn is the Jar Jar of. <laughs> I mean, he's no, a little silly in that in that one. Some silly lines and stuff, but there's he's nowhere close to. Dude, the thing that they need to. Sh- not need to change, but the thing I would change in Force Awakens is the scene where they do the uh, meeting with Snoke and he goes, that droid is in the hands of your father. Yeah, that scene. Han, pause for dramatic effect, Solo. He knows who his father is. (laughs) And the audience, that would have been so much better left off to like, do you know who has the droid? And he's like, it'll be no problem, you know? Don't. Don't give that away. And I then agree. when they meet on Alenia or what or uh, Maz Kanata's planet, mm-hmm. uh, Taco Donna, yep. Han sees Leia for the first time. in for Donna later. Nice. <laughs> Han sees Leia, though, for the first time in a long time. They embrace. And he's like, they have our son. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That would have been. I agree. Yeah. So that's that's a good that, point. I, it's still decent. I'm, I'm with you that Force Awakens is of the new trilogy, my favorite. So well, far. yeah. We don't uh, have much to go on. Yeah. I don't know if it's just sort of nostalgia kicking in hardcore because this movie is coming out and it's Mm. ending everything. But I just like a lot of it. I mean, 
there's stuff at the bottom. There's stuff that's not as good as other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones are not as good as as other movies. But I still think there's a lot of good stuff in them. If you Especially, invited me to watch any Star Wars, I'm going to come over and watch that Star Wars. You are? Yeah. Oh, cool. You want to come over <laughs> and watch Star Wars? <laughs> Great. Cool. That's the show. You want to bring Woo! us home? Thanks for listening to Krypton to Alderaan, the podcast. <laughs> if you'd like to reach out to us, you can send us a tweet at Krypton Alderaan or an email at Krypton to Alderaan at gmail.com. Send us stuff and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If it's iTunes or Spotify, can you leave reviews on Spotify? Sure. You can listen to podcasts on Spotify. I know that. And if you tune in, you can listen to your reviews. Yeah, let us know where you're listening and leave us a review wherever that is. Yeah, please and, uh, do. It would really help us. It'd just be nice to hear some feedback and sort of any any feedback. We're and, lonely. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Call in. So that's it. I've been Joey. I've been Royce. I've been Robin. And we've been Krypton, Krypton to Alderaan. Alderaan.